Hello, beautiful members of the Book to Write Club. How are you doing? I hope your book writing is progressing well and that if you're not writing, you're at least reading or getting out and about and experiencing some activities that you'll be able to write about later. And welcome to episode 16 of the Book to Write podcast. probably a a lesser known artist by the name of Smoke or Fire, discovered by me. (laughs) They weren't actually discovered by me, but I discovered them on the Free Fat sampler that Fat Records released back in 2006. And as you know, it's that time of the year that is the favourite time of year for many Americans especially. Uh, That's Halloween, and this weekend is Halloween. And I've always, as much as I've enjoyed Halloween and dressing up, and even as a kid in England, I used to go trick-or-treating, and uh, as an adult, I would later buy sweets and treats and chocolates, and as the kids would come and knock on the door, I'd give them the sweets, and I had a pumpkin carved and lit in my garden, my front garden, which was right on the streets. Of course, it made it very inviting. Uh, which was something I never really thought about before putting the pumpkin down. But anyway, it was always pleasant. 
But I always wondered why people use this particular opportunity to dress up and, and almost in many ways be themselves. And, you know, I've, I've never been a fan of the, the suit, formal occasions. Um, yes, I like to go to a formal occasion for a party or whatever it may be. But I've never really liked the idea of dressing up and even more so when it comes to dressing up for work and going into the office and people wearing business suits. Just always found that a bit strange. And for me, the most terrifying Halloween outfit that you could ever possibly wear is a business suit. And then, um, you know, it was interesting because I came along uh, a, a song that actually captured... All of my thoughts about Halloween absolutely perfectly. And that is a song by Dead Kennedys called Halloween. And I'd like to play that for you now.
And so you see, in the end, Halloween almost becomes another social regulation. And as Jello Biafra kindly suggests in that song, why don't you take your social regulations and shove them up your ass? And anyway, sticking with bands from the San Francisco area, this is a song that I heard this week and I, it took me back to when I first heard it. I don't remember exactly when that was, quite some time ago. And I thought, wow, this is the greatest band I've ever heard. And um, it's a band, as I suggested, mentioned, from the San Francisco Bay Area. However, they have a very distinctly British slash Irish folk punk sound. And uh, I'd like to play a song now by the Swingin' Otters called The Next In Line. Now 
Now, was that not just wonderful? And that is from the 1997 album, A Juvenile Product of the Working Class. And speaking of wonderful songs, I'd love to play you one that I heard this week and actually again took me back to the 90s. Uh, An album that was released in 1993. And uh, as you well know, if you are familiar with the Book to Write podcast a band that had and continues to have a massive influence on my life. This is a song from Bad Religion's 1993 recipe for hate. And it in fact features Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam fame. And the song is called Watch It Die. fantastic song is, as you may have guessed, about our planet. And hopefully we won't just sit back and watch it die, but we'll take action instead. And going from that environmental message and from um, scientists and rock stars, I'd like to now scrape the bottom of the barrel. And back in the... very early 80s, well in fact it was probably around about... 
83 or 84, something like that. I remember my brother came home and he said, oh, I've got a vinyl that you're, you're going to absolutely love. And uh, he put the record down that I saw the cover while he was getting changed. And uh, the cover featured this group of <laughs> scruffy looking lads standing on a beach, which could only be a beach in England. And the name of the band is Peter and the Test Tube Babies. And the album was actually a live album called Pissed and Proud. Peter and the Test Tube Babies originally from Brighton. And, um, well, they had quite a unique debaucherous sound, as you would imagine. But I, from that album, there's a couple of songs in a row that are relatively rapid fire. And I'd like to play them for you just to give you a bit of a change of pace and just to say happy Halloween. The first one is called Moped Lads and it's followed immediately by a song called Band from the Pubs. Chase the drugs. 
I think that just gives a real insight into the the energy and excitement that surrounds punk rock live even though that was released in 1980 nothing has really changed in terms of those raw underground bands that play and um it doesn't necessarily even have to be underground or as some some kind of non-commercial event. Just this year, for example, I went to Las Vegas and I went to the Punk Rocket Bowling Festival and I saw the legendary British punk band GBH and the energy was just absolutely phenomenal. One of the most exciting concerts that I attended and at my uh, mature age I found myself magnetically drawn into the mosh pit and in fact with that said let me see if i can find something from gbh to play for you now
And that song is called Catch 23 by GBH from their 1984 album City Baby's Revenge. And I think as it's uh, Halloween and uh, we haven't had any comedy yet, I think it's time for a little bit of The Smiths. And again, many of you may disagree with me on this, but I think that this song is absolute pure comedy. Uh, Every part of it, in fact, even the fact that the the drum and the guitar actually sounds... I can almost imagine Morrissey dancing in some kind of electronic fashion, you know, as if he's actually being electrocuted on stage and... um, just singing absolute classic words, for example, in a high-pitched voice, singing, I need advice, I need advice, nobody ever looks at me twice. And that is classic British comedy, like the Carry On movie comedy. And uh, anyway, here we are with Miserable Lie by The Smiths.
What do we get for our trouble and pain? Just a rented room in Wally Range. Absolutely hilarious. And that is Miserable Lie from The Smiths' debut album, The Smiths. And after that, I want to jump forward quite a way uh, into a new century and the turn of the end of the first decade of the century. And in 2013, I set foot in Madrid for the first time and I was there for a two-month stint in preparation for moving there permanently afterwards but it was really two two months to get a feel and see what the city was like and meet some people and do some work there and the first album that I bought and I just bought it on online I bought it on iTunes uh, but it became the anthem of that two-month period in Madrid and um, for no particular reason other than just it was new and I loved it and I kept playing it on repeat. And so I wanted to play you a song from that album now and the band is called The St. Catharines from Montreal in Canada. The album is called Fireworks, in, released in 2010. And the song is called No Friends. I've got no friends anymore Just people that I know Don't call my house no more I feel like going out But I stay home, I can Cause I don't have no friends They're doing things with guys That I can't stand at all They all say that they change But then I stay the same I just wanna stay home, watch game five alone. I don't like buzz no more. I don't like thunder sound. I don't like anyone, and I don't care at all. To talk about your band, your trip to Mexico, the red pills in your hand, that new girl that you. And yeah, I suppose what could be more relevant than an English guy sitting alone in his apartment in Madrid? I used to have a little table at an open bay window that looked down into the street and I would sit there at my computer and work and write and 
listen to music and look down. Of course, I'd just arrived in the city. I, I knew no one. I had no friends. And uh, not that that was necessarily relevant, but the song, of course, is quite poignant to me because you have this French-Canadian guy sitting in his apartment, as you can tell by the sound clip at the end, and the lyrics to the song. He's watching ice hockey, which is quite normal if you're from that region of Canada or the, the northeast of the USA. And he says he would rather be at home watching the game alone. And I find it quite funny that he's eating a bag of crisps. And you can hear that at the end when he celebrates the, the goal in the hockey match. Which kind of reflects my weekends quite often. Where I'll be sitting at home watching an English football match or soccer. And uh, often sipping a beer, eating some crisps and either crying or cheering, depending on what's happening in the game. And as I'm coming to the end now, I need to pick up my friends in a little while from the airport. My, the couple that, whose wedding I recently attended in Germany will be arriving for the weekend on their way to Mexico. But I wanted to um, end or drift towards the end of this podcast by playing something... A little bit extreme, something with a vocal style that is absolutely unique. And um, for those of you who like the softer sounding stuff, I would probably say that you should uh, turn off now and move on to the next podcast or whatever it is that you may want to listen to. Because here is a song by a band called Asphyx. And the song is called Diabolical Existence. Yeah.
Diabolical Existence by a band called Asphyx from their 1991 album The Rack and the first time I heard that was actually on a radio station in South Africa and it was a little alternative show run by a DJ called Barney Simon and uh, he played that song you know it used to run I think it was late night on a Sunday night and we would me and my friends would sit up with a little cassette in the tape recorder waiting for a good song to come on so we could record it and that was one of them and I in fact I bumped into Barney Simon a couple of weeks later in a nightclub in Johannesburg and um, I went up to him and said that that band you played was mind-blowing Asphyx and he said to me oh uh, I have the CD here with me I'll, I'll give it to you hang on and so I walked o- over with him and he was looking through his CDs and he said, oh no, I can't find it. I don't think I have it. And I was so disappointed because, of course, in those days it was really difficult to get hold of this kind of music. And with that said, and speaking of these extreme bands and uh, great voices, there's one more song that I'd like to play and also from the same time period and also a band that I heard for the first time on Barney Simon's show back then in Johannesburg and uh, this is a song called Silent by Paradise Lost
So yes, that wonderful song is called Silent from the 1991 album Gothic by Paradise Lost. And while you're at it, you should probably head out there and um, go and read the epic poem that that band named itself after, and that's Milton's Paradise Lost, a poem that was so long that it was actually 10 books. And then in fact, there was a part two that was 12 books. So um, if you read that book, if you read that poem, you'll understand the feeling of Paradise Lost and why he sounds like he does. But anyway, thank you very much for joining. Have a wonderful Halloween, a wonderful weekend. And uh, hopefully you'll tune in soon for the next episode of the Book to Write podcast. Take care, folks. Thank you.